0: We're going to be in the book of Mark. We're going to go to chapter 5. And we're going to start in verse 25. It's a very well-known story that we hear so many times. But uh, I believe that the Lord will whisper to you something something different to your heart. So please be willing to hear from the Lord. Let's read for verse verse 25. Now certain women had a flow flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was not better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thrown you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the women fearing and trembling knowing that what had happened to her came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. Before we, we start, uh, let me pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we come to you, Father God, seeking your wisdom, seeking your presence, Father God. Uh, please be you talking to me, Father God. Draw us near to you, the throne of grace, the God Almighty. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, this story, uh, we can find uh, this story in the synoptics. We can find the same story in the book of uh, Luke, in the book of Matthew, which actually we're going to be checking. Okay, let's let's read it from the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 20. It is important because uh, Matthew compliment what, what Mark just described to us and look at something that will be very helpful. For. Verse 20. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall may be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith is, has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Amen. Amen. So now we know that uh, this woman is being sick for 12 years. She's been sick for 12 years. She had this blood issue, and uh, to fully understand her situation, we have to remember that uh, the book of Leviticus have Many rules about impurity, and she was considered impurity because of his his, uh, his blood issue. So let's let's see what the Lord say in Leviticus. Let's go to Leviticus chapter fifteen, verse twenty five to 28. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, and that's the case of this woman, she's suffering, she's been suffering this for 12 years, or then at the time of her customary impurity or it is run beyond her usual time of impurity, all the days of her unclean discharge shall be as the days of her customary impurity. She shall be unclean. She shall be unclean. We're talking about an unclean woman. She's been unclean for 12 years. She's been living in rejection. Whoever knows that she has this disease, reject her. She's been suffering for this disease for 12 years, the Bible say. Meaning like through these through this years, through those 12 years, she's been rejected, She's being isolated because nobody want to deal with impurity. Nobody want to be around these women. So she has to seclude herself. She has to be a wave of people, family, friends. So actually, I don't know how that worked for her, but I cannot imagine uh, not having friends, not having people around you for 12 years. So, in addition to her health issues, to her blood issues, most likely she suffered from, or I bet she suffered from anxiety, uh, depression, and all that. And uh, I don't know if if you know that, but uh, anxiety, depression is very common these days. Uh, I was reading that 20, 275 million people in the world suffer from, from anxiety. 20% of the U.S. population, U.S. adult population suffer from anxiety. Um, depression is around 8.4%, 8, 8. yes, 8.4% of the people suffer from, from uh, depression. So, every 100 people around us, 20 of them suffer from anxiety. Uh, and that anxiety causes a lot of troubles. Um, Absolation, uh, rejection, uh, anger, uh, and, and depression, of course. So, these women have been suffering all that the rejection, the depression, the anxiety, for 12 years. And the word of the Lord wants us to really pay attention to these verses. That's why we can find these verses, this same story, in these three Gospels, because it's very important for us today. Today. So we're going to read, we're going to see how she faced that situation what she did, what she did in order to, to get better, to solve this issue, to leave that uh, problem behind, to get healed, to get that anxiety, that, anxiety, that depression uh, behind. So this back again to, to the book of Mark. The book of Mark will tell us, verse 26 And had suffered many things from many physicians Let's read it again And had suffered many things from many physicians So this woman she's conscious about her disease and she's been trying to find a cure So she's been going to Physicians, She's been visiting doctors. Um, and trust me, at that time it wasn't that easy and the treatments, far from be, are the other treatment that we have right now. So I bet that she was going through crazy treatments in order to get healed. But guess what? She didn't find any healing. Actually, the word of the Lord tells us that she That, oh, okay, 26. She had spent all that she had and was no better. Not only was no better, the verse continues and say, but rather grew worse. So that was she get from the physicians. They took her money away, but she didn't find any healing actually get worse Uh, and uh, as you remember I mentioned anxiety and depression um, at the beginning and uh, it's incredible the amount of medication, the amount of money that people is willing to spend in medication in order to get better, to get some, some sort of healing from the depression, from the anxiety. But hopefully, if that's the case with some of us tonight, we will see and hear how these women finally get healed. She spent all the money, meaning that on top of all the problems that she was dealing with, impurity, the rejection, the anxiety, the depression, She was poor. She was broke. So we're talking about a very broken person. Very broken person. And as we're going to read, that's the kind of person that the Lord is waiting to approach to him. That's the kind of person. So, verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. This verse is so important because all of us, if we're here tonight is because we already hear about Jesus. We already hear about Jesus. And the word of the Lord tells us that she is in the crowd. She is in the crowd. And now I want to tell you that she is in the right crowd. She was in the right crowd. She was in the crowd that was following Jesus. She was in the crowd that was willing to hear what Jesus had to say. And the good news is that we are in the right crowd. Being here tonight, we are in the right crowd. But as we're going to read, being in the right crowd is not enough. It wasn't enough for her and it's not enough for us. If we want to really experience the healing, if we really want to experience the power of Jesus in our life, in our illness, in our anxiety, in our depression, in our sickness. Being in the right crowd is not enough. Being in church every Sunday is not enough. Being Tuesday nights is not enough. And And she knew that. She knew that. So that was why. That was why she decided that she needed to take action. She needed to draw near to Jesus. She had to be close to Jesus and closer and closer until she was able to touch him, until she was able to touch his garment but how many of us, how many of us, are, we are willing to push in the middle of the crowd, to press through the crowd, to draw, draw near to Jesus, to get closer? We hear about Jesus, and we are part of that crowd that follow Jesus that hear Jesus. We hear his word every Sunday, every Tuesday. But that's not enough. We have to press through. We have to draw near. We have to be able to touch Jesus. We have to press through being part of the ministry. We have to press through serving the Lord. We have to press through expressing Our faith in public without shame. She was in the right crowd as we are and she can decide like, I'm just gonna be around here because I hear that he have some wisdom. I want to hear what he have to say without compromising, right? I might hear something that will help me to live with my situation. And that describes the life of many Christians. Right? We get something on Sunday that helps us to go through the week. We hear a word, a verse, we sing a song that helps us to go through the truth through, through the through the week, but it's no healing there. It's just managing our problem. It's it's managing our anxiety. But it's no true healing there. Because we are too afraid, we are too proud, too proud to push through to draw near to the Lord, to try to touch him. Praise the Lord, was not the case of this lady. I believe that (laughs) being broke, so meaning no more doctors, right? No more options, help. That's why I believe when we cry out to the Lord, we have to confess with all our heart, you are my only hope. I'm broken. I come to you because you are my only hope. I know you can. And she knew she can. She, she made that declaration of faith. Verse 28. Please bear with me. Bear, verse 28. And, and this is beautiful, because I hear this. I hear this. I hear this many times, not in the world, in the body of Christ. For she said, "If only I may touch his clothes, his clothes, I shall be made well." Wow, that's great. That's great. And I bet it's a couple of songs with that verse. And I bet that many of us sing those songs or know this verse. So it is a confession of faith. She is telling us, telling to herself, that she knows that he can. He can heal her. How? She might not know. That's faith, right? She don't know how. But she believed that he can heal her. But remember, it's action involved. You see? We already talked about that. It's action. It's not that, just that confession of faith. It's action involved. It's action behind that faith. She really believed what she is saying. She really believed that he had the power to heal her. How we know that? Mm. Because she took the risk. She took the risk, being unclean. She took the risk, and she went to the crowd, the right crowd, do and all. Because she she was in all the crowds before. I bet uh, when she was going. From doctor to doctor, I bet they have crowds. You know, her crowd of friends that went with her at the beginning, maybe to the doctor or or point to the doctor. And we can see people going to crowds, having friends around that trying to help them with their problem. But they never found, they never find heal, true healing. They never find that. And as this lady, as this woman, many of them already broke. They already spent all the money there that, that they have. They already spend all all that what they have. They already waste years, months of their lives seeking. For healing. But then, back to the body of Christ, which is very important for us because we are part of the body of Christ. Many of us, we know that He has the power. And we confess it, and we hear it. No, I know He can. I, I know He has the power. But we stop right there. We don't push through. We don't push through that ocean of people. We don't, push, we don't push to that crowd. We just remain in the crowd. We just hang out with the crowd. Then the word of the Lord tells us about these women. We don't even know her name. Right? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. We don't even know her name. who who she was? The women with the blood issue. She wasn't Martha, she wasn't Mary, she was just the women with the blood issue. The guy with the anger problem, the guy with drug problem, or the drug addict. Uh, That's the label that the society, that the world put to these women. That's the label that the Word put to you. Because the Word loves to put you a label. But guess what? Once that we are in the right crowd, and we hear the Word of the Lord, we know that He has a different name for us. We're no longer that labeled. We are sons and daughter of the living God, once that we understand that we are sons and daughters of the living God. I want you, please bear with me, be patient. I want you to repeat: I am a son or a daughter, a daughter of the living God. Now repeat it, believe in it. You have to believe it. You have to sound like you truly believe that he has the power to heal you. He has the power. All, all, all those 12 years that you waste, all that money that you waste, all that that the world took from you, he has the power to restore you. So, tonight before you go to bed, please (laughs) repeat those simple words. Repeat those simple words. I am son of the living God. I am a daughter of the living God. Because that's what we are. It's 8 o'clock. Now we know the time. That's what we are. We're no longer, we cannot identify ourselves, ourselves as the word called us. Because we're no longer in Christ we are a new creature, and she will be new in a couple of verses. We're gonna read it. Twenty nine. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healing, healing of the affliction. When that happened, I want to hear it. How long that takes? How long, how long that took? That was immediately. She was suffering that disease for 12 years. What does that say to us tonight? That time doesn't matter for the Lord. He don't care about how long you've been suffering of that anxiety, of that depression, of that disease, of that drug addiction. You put a name on it. You put a name on it. That's not important. He has the power to heal you. Finally, immediately. Let's go with verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who toucheth my clothes? Who toucheth my clothes? And then we have the disciples, those that were closer to Jesus. and that might be some of us, right? We have to understand something. Let's read first. But his disciples say to him, "I, I, I believe that they were like a... I mean, come on. Do you see the multitude? throning you and you say, who touched me? I mean, come on, Jesus. Tons of people are around you. Everybody's pushing. Everybody's pushing. So, I bet tons of people are being around. But that's not what Jesus means. That's not what Jesus means. And more important, he knew already. He's God incarnated. He knows all. So why he's asking? Why he's asking? He's asking because he wants the people to hear that testimony. He's asking because he want to hear that woman confessing her faith. Verse 32, and he looked around to see her who had done this thing. You see, he knew. He turned around to see her, to see this woman. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. That's the confession. That's the conf- confession that Jesus wanna hear. That's the confession. That's the testimony that the people need to hear. Because guess what? They're in the right, in the right uh, crowd. But they they need to hear testimonies. They need to hear how the Lord Acted in this women's life. And that applies to us, body of Christ. That applies to us, Calvary Chapel. We want to confess. We, want to, we need to give our testimony. Actually, I believe the Lord is calling all of us tonight to remind us that we need to share our testimony. How important it is that we share our testimony. It's so important. Not just for the people that are going to hear the testimony and we're going to read it. Not just for them. It's very important for these women. Why? Let's read verse 33, 34 actually. Bear with me. We're almost there. And he said to her, Daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Of your affliction. Okay? I hope you're being paying attention. I hope you're being reading with me. Then if that's the case, you will wonder, wait a minute. The Lord is telling these women go in peace and be healed of your affliction. But what about what about verse thirty four? Let's let's go to verse thirty four because uh, verse thirty four say sorry <laughs> verse thirty four. Uh, verse twenty nine says something different. Verse 29 says something different. In verse 34, we're reading that our Lord is talking to these women and and he's telling her, like, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. But verse 29 tells us, right, that she was healed. Or at least that was the impression that we can have. Reading that verse, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. So what was the issue that bring that woman to the crowd and trying to touch Jesus' garments? The blood. The issue with the blood. So verse 29 is telling me that that blood flow stopped. She's okay. She's good. Yet, yeah, it's true. The blood flow stops, but that doesn't stop the anxiety, all the trauma, all the things that she live, right? And then that's why Calvary Chapel, that's why the confession, the testimony is so important because we want to hear from the Lord go in peace. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. All your affliction. Not just the the blood flow. All your affliction. And that's the way that the Lord wants us to get healed. Of all our afflictions. All of our afflictions. But we have to confess. We have to give that testimony. How, How was that testimony? Well, verse 33. She was fearing and trembling, fearing and trembling because she was experiencing, she was experiencing something that she never experienced before. She never experienced before. She went to tons of doctors, never experienced something like this. She was trembling. She was fearing. This is something different. This is true healing. And now, our Lord will provide that peace. What peace? The peace that He and only He can provide. Let's go and and read about that peace. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 27. Because I want to know why... It's so important, that peace. And it's a it's key words in this verse. It's a key word in this verse. 1427 1427 Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. And this is the key part. If you are wondering. This is the key part. Not As the world gives, do I give to you? We're talking about a completely kind of peace. We're talking about true peace. We're talking about everlasting peace. Because don't get it wrong. The world can offer you some peace. Temporary peace. We know that. Right? Alcohol, drugs, prostitution, all those things video games, all those things that the world offers might give you some temporary peace. But that's not the kind of peace that the Lord offered to us. That's not the kind of peace that the Lord wants you to experience in this relationship with Him, in this pushing through the multitude. He wants these women to experience true peace. Everlasting peace. That's why it's so important. That's why. Because that everlasting peace, that peace that the Lord is offering to these women, is given to these women, comes after the confession. Comes after the testimony. And it's important that we remember We keep this in mind. That's why it's so important our testimony. That's why it's so important our confession. That's why. And uh, as I promised, we're going back to Leviticus. Let's let's read because this woman she's broken. She don't have any money. We know that. We read it, right? She don't have anything to offer to the Lord. But herself. But herself. The best offering. Let's read uh, Leviticus chapter 15, verse 28. 28 to 30. And, and then, from these verses, we're going we're gonna to understand why she's trembling. Why, why she's fearing. She's experiencing something incredible. Verse 28. But if she... Talking about the women that have the uh, blood flow. If she is cleansed of her discharge, then she shall count for herself seven days. And after that, she shall be clean. Seven days. Seven days. But we know that she was Immediately clean, she was already in peace. She was completely healed. Right? And, 29, And and on the eighth day, she shall take for herself two turtle doves, or two young pigeons, and bring them to the priest, to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the priest shall offer the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for her before the Lord for the discharge of her uncleanness. That was the procedure in the Old Testament to deal with this uncleanness. That was um, the things that the priest had to perform And and, and the offering that she had to give. But our Lord Jesus Christ have such a great news. You don't need to offer any pigeons. You don't need to wait for eight days to be completely healed. Because you're dealing with the great high priest you're dealing with the great high priest. That was one of the many reasons why she was trembling, she was fearing, because she knew, she knew that what the Lord Jesus Christ was offering to her was something completely different, better. It's the same Lord, it's the same God, our Lord Jesus Christ, which is waiting for us, we're in the right crowd as i mentioned many times tonight but we need to push through we need to push through the crowd seeking to touch the lord seeking for that healing that immediately immediate healing that he is offering to us that peace regardless how long we've been suffering of this affliction. You name it. You name it. Drug addiction, porn addiction, alcohol addiction, anger issues, depression, anxiety. You name it. But that's not the label. That's not the name that defines you we already talk about. We are not longer that. We are sons and daughter of Jesus Christ. That's what we are. We can approach to the throne of grace. We can approach to receive that peace, that peace. We can approach to that healing that is offered to us for free, for free. We can approach to that salvation, to that eternal life that is being offered to us for free. Calvary Chapel, we are in the right crowd, but we have to draw near to the Lord. We have to push through. We have to confess we have to give our testimony. If we already experience the power of the Lord in our lives, we have to confess, we have to share our testimony. That way the people around us will know that we're serving a living God. We're not part of, we're not part of a crowd seeking things of the world. We are living and breathing for our God.